Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to the Mojo Mecca podcast, a hub for the exploration of ritual, poetry, plants, and purpose. We are here for the deepening of our relationship to the earth, for the love of living in a sustainable way, for the creation of a global network of minxes seeking more mojo, for vulnerability, for thriving, and for joy. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Now let's dive into today's conversation. In this conversation, I'm speaking with Adrian of Meraki Nomad. Meraki Nomad is a collection of intricately chosen and woven handmade goods and beautiful sustainable creations from artisans she comes across in her travels. She recently completed a year-long course in plant spirit medicine and herbalism. So we end up diving really deeply into the power, beauty and healing of the plant world. We speak about many different plants. So if you're looking to deepen your knowledge of healing herbs, roots and mushrooms and how to work with them in the best way, then this episode will definitely serve you. We also speak about Adrienne's rituals that kept her sane in New York City and her transition from there to nomadic van life with her partner. She is an incredible, gentle, wise plant woman. So I invite you to relax, sit back, make a herbal infusion and dive in. I've always had such a deep connection to the plant world, but never really knew how to channel it. and. Um, so I did this course for 11 months and went through just such deep work. It was like more of a personal journey to yourself with the plants. And it was so life-changing and beautiful. And I just totally transformed everything for me. And, um, yeah, I just fell in love with the plant world so much and learned so much about myself and let go of so many things. And um, yeah, and this was just recently that I, it's, that it ended. So it's been such a wild ride and I, my whole like focus and all of my energy has kind of been towards that recently. So yeah. I would love to hear how, you ended up in that course because I often think that that journey is so interesting <laughs> um, yeah yeah like the, the before time of doing something that you know is so purposeful you know and kind of the lead up to that is always so <laughs> wild <and> yeah <laughs> totally I know I feel like I was actually on like a totally opposite kind of plain. I I was living in New York City in Brooklyn. Um, I lived there for five years and I um I was working with plants already, but it was I was just missing being like fully submerged and surrounded by plants. And I got to this point living there where I'd walk be walking down the street and I would just like tunnel vision out all of the people and buildings and just like focus on plants that were there like in the little boxes on the side of the street you know and it was like this pool of them like calling to me and it actually made me so much happier there when I would just focus on the plants 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel this deep connection. Like what, how can I, I know, I know there's something more there. Like how can I dive deeper into it? And I had just slowly like, and organically like looked at a couple different courses online, just like not really with a huge intention of like, I'm going to find a course, let's look them up now. But they just kept popping in and, um, but none of them really felt right. And it wasn't the right time. And I didn't, I couldn't afford it at the time or whatever it may be. And then I stumbled upon Gaia school and I was looked at the syllabus and was like, this is my dream come true. Like all of the classes that they offered. And, um, and at that time I was like, okay, I'm going to move from New York and I'm going to move to California. Like I just, I'm so over the city and I need to be with the plants and like in nature and with the ocean. And so, um, yeah, I just like signed up and applied. And, um, when I found out I got in, I was like, yes, this is it. Even though I didn't end up moving to California. So I ended up commuting. <laughs> and so it was this, um journey and like a really big effort um from my heart that lives like I'm gonna make this work <laughs> and do it so mm. so where did you end up moving so I live in Miami Beach right now my partner and I we um when we first met we met about four years ago uh we met in New York we were dreaming about doing a little uh like van home and traveling and it was just yeah always in our dreams and we'd talk about it all the time but no plans arose and then when we were like okay let's move to California we were looking up um apartments and uh, neighborhoods and stuff like that but we couldn't really find anywhere at least via the internet that um we could afford and New York was so expensive as it was. So it was hard to just leave there with any money. And so we were, um, yeah, kind of like, well, what do we do? Where should we go? And then we were like, Oh my gosh, let's do the van. Like now's the time. It feels like so right now. And we both worked for ourselves. So we were like, this makes so much sense. So we, came down to Florida to stay with family while we build out the van. So we're building it out right now. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I would love to do that process one day, the build out of a van. Yeah. It's a lot. It's been a lot, but it's cool to watch something come to life, like making your own little home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And so when that's complete, you're going to just road trip around? Yeah, we're going to journey around and nest in the West, on the West Coast, um, in California, most likely. And then we kind of want to make our way down to Mexico and, yeah, just kind of see where where it takes us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and just, like, live with the land a bit more and, yeah, make everywhere our home. <laughs> hmm. And so, yeah, let's dive into this course and some of what you dove into through that. Some of the, yeah. uh, I don't really know yeah. how structured. I'm so curious because I so see myself doing something like that one day. So 
Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd love oh, to you know should. How that, <laughs> yeah. How she created that. Um, yeah. So the course goes through like kind of the structure of it is we go through um, the chakra system and each time we meet um, it's a different chakra. So um, starting with root chakra and learning about herbs that are and plants and roots and mushrooms that are all very grounding in spirit and and ground your your being and hold like your whole container but then also the herbs that are good for um like adaptogens and um yeah mostly adaptogens i guess would be and the nourishing herbs so like each chakra where it is in the body affects you physically as well as spiritually there which i thought was really beautiful like solar plexus um those plants really help and and are an ally for um you like standing in your power and shining your own light and like letting go of judgments and all these things but then they're also like your digestive um system plants and work that part of your body and so we went through them like that and and each class we learned through meditation with the plants and as opposed to studying books and learning about like this is good for this it was more of letting the plants teach us and having our own experiences with them mm. so that was really a beautiful way to learn and uh, lots of shamanic journeying with the plants too which was so nice and um yeah it was such a beautiful way i really loved it <laughs> and i would love to hear um when you say you're in meditation with the plants i mean for people who maybe haven't experienced that sort of relationship or connection to a plant which they might just see as a simple herb or something like that um mm -hmm. what does that really feel like for you or maybe you could give yeah one example of uh, a plant that you had an experience with that was very specific and um potent yes um so with each plant we would start with, you know, just smelling the plant in our cup and smelling the tea infusion and not knowing what the plant was before we even journeyed with them. And just taking them in and, and noticing the smells and what maybe comes to us and um, then noticing the taste as we take the plant in and and just like following the feelings that arise and following where the plant may go like with each sip in our body if we're feeling it in our stomach or in our hearts or we're feeling lighter in our shoulders or like just really learning from and tapping into what's entering your body and where it's going and then um so yeah allowing that to to happen and then um, we call the plant spirits in to like show us who they are um, and can show up as like an animal or just colors or like you can go on this whole journey. It's kind of like however your 
maybe your um, mind works. And I had never been able to really meditate and like have visions. I've never been that kind of person. But then with the plants, I became like it came up more and more, which was really cool. And um, one of the plants, oh, there's so many. Linden flower was the first plant we journeyed with. And she came to me as this like really loving grandmother with long hair and she was just like hugging and like so nurturing and holding and um oh i can't really remember like my entire <laughs> vision with her at that moment but she just yeah showed up as like this really loving grandmother and um then it was really beautiful to then when we come out of the meditation everyone can share if they wish and everyone would have similar um, experiences or see similar things like or the same animal or the same grandmother or whatever and that was really like eye-opening to be like oh my gosh this is real <laughs> this is so wild mm-hmm. so, yeah that's so special yeah I I kind of, I hear you say that it's so much about just really that those subtleties and really taking the time to go into those subtle spaces because Mm -hmm. like that is the realm of, of the plants. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My own personal experience too, but it's, Yeah. It's and yeah. just noticing all of those little shifts, those little sensitivities, those little yeah, totally. inclinations, yeah. and, and also trusting those. And that's so beautiful that you know you can all see a shared vision. And um, even mm-hmm. if you thought it was just your imagination, or you know, to have that collective experience and that confirmation is so beautiful too yeah it's really wild and it can be so simple too i know some people like my partner for example would be like how do you like i tell him all of the meditations i had and blah 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 he's not he doesn't have visions like that or anything and it's like how do you do that blah 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 and it's so simple and then i sat with him and shared tea and just kind of led through paying attention to those little notes and then that just guides anyone really if you just like completely let go and trust and it's such a simple practice that anyone can really do by themselves at home (laughs) yeah I I do feel like naturally women drop into that space a lot easier yeah (laughs) totally totally to be more of our yeah our inclination to just be in that that sensitive um yeah totally space it does require a bit more effort to really go there oh my gosh i know and like that quietness (laughs) the calm yeah so was it mostly Um, women in your course there were men as well um i had two men in my group and I think there was like four men total in the whole program this this uh, year. But yeah, there's there's men, which is really cool. And 
it was really beautiful to hear their journeys to each time and watch them because um, usually when when you gather it's always like women only you know it's become this thing and so it's so nice to have the men around too <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I so noticed that too and it's my natural inclination to develop like when I hold little things it's usually a women's thing because it mm-hmm. makes me feel more comfortable to do that. But yet I love men also, and there are some incredible men. And yeah, yeah, I'm reflecting on that too, just the kind of movement of women gathering again. But there's really mm-hmm. not so many men that I've seen, I mean, online or in person. Um, I mean, there's beautiful men, but men stepping up and holding things like that too for men. Right. I know. And I, I feel like it's so needed and it's being like craved now. And I remember like, um, I was doing like having some moon circles in New York when I was living there and I lived with three men and I'd have to kick them out of the house because it was just women only. (laughs) And they were like, Oh, but we want to like, we want to do it too. We want to stay, you know, and every time wanting to like be a part of it. And thinking oh there should be like a women's only and then a mixed too (laughs) where we get like our women time and then we can kind of help them as well (laughs) like go through some stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I know I totally get the women's only I get that yeah it's definitely needed (laughs) for you know for certain things that need to be dove into (laughs) yes not be if there were men present but yeah totally um yeah 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 bit of both <laughs> so <sad>. yeah <laughs> no yeah so what are some of your favorite plants to work with mm. either you know consuming or just um yeah, yeah. in any other way <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, let me think of my plant allies currently. I feel like they're always changing just a bit, but I have the ones that I stick with quite often would be um, I, uh, my first plant ally was red clover. And I just love, love, love red clover. And I kind of mix her into any other plants that I'm drinking. I just, um, she's so beautiful for like womb health and women health. And she makes me feel so light and, and really like loving and calm and really, I'm, I'm really attracted to the plants that like drop your nervous system down. And I just feel like really mellow, <laughs> even though I'm already a pretty mellow person, but I'm really attracted to right now I'm drinking red clover, oat straw, linden. They're all like gentle nervines. And um, yeah, always really important to like be drinking a nourishing herb all the time to get a lot, all of your vitamins and minerals. And and, um, yeah, so those are the nourishing herbs. And then I love cacao and drink cacao most mornings and I really love meditating with her and visiting with her she's 
um, like a beautiful grandmother spirit for me. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, really heart opening. I just love like my heart open and like leading with my heart. Um, yeah. So love cacao and kava at night. And love kava. So yeah, those are like the, the main ones right now that I'm drinking. I've never experienced a, a kava ceremony. I've heard a few women that I have seen online. I know um, I'm really into the podcast um, from what's her name, Erin Riviera Merriman. <gasps> yeah, culture yes. family. I got really into her podcast. She was one of the ones who inspired me to start a podcast when I got really oh. at the end of last year, um, and she holds kava ceremony i'm pretty sure yes i know i've always wanted to sit in one of her ceremonies and i go to spirit weavers every year and she holds them there and i've never gotten in (laughs) because the list fills up pretty quick oh Um, wow but yeah it sounds so amazing she does kava temple for sacred sexuality and i'm wondering how she mixes too because kava is really sensual um yeah sounds amazing <laughs> so kava has those qualities of sensuality and yeah. i know it it's a very calming yet also like stimulating in terms of like mind clarity and um, yeah i don't know exactly. yeah this is what i've heard but <laughs> yeah yeah kava makes you really um like a muscle relaxant like relaxes your whole body and is an aphrodisiac which is where that like sensuality kind of like you just feel like flowy (laughs) and um is a consciousness shifter like third eye um kind of switches your brain waves um to uh, to a more receiving dream like place Mm. um so yeah i feel like i just picture like someone like just laying on like the earth or on their bed just like whatever (laughs) just just feeling really relaxed and free Mm -hmm. that's how kava makes you feel (laughs) (laughs) so would you say it's like those similar feelings to um weed or um I don't know I mean I guess depends on how you experience weed because that's not my experience with weed Um, but yeah I guess could be relaxant right aspect and the the calming um, totally and getting out of your your alpha or like beta mind Mm mm-hmm a bit yeah. I don't imagine kava to be as strong in the I guess strong as right of an experience in the body or yeah, yeah you could still like function if you wanted I don't know if I, <laughs> I like personally when if I smoke weed now I used to smoke so much when I was younger but now I just like can't do anything and I can't like move at all yeah I'm the same actually through my teens I smoked a lot yeah and when I would you know in my final years of high school even when I was in exams I would be high yeah me too (laughs) you're such a stoner and now I had a little bit like a couple of months ago and 
just had literally one pop and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> no, you it's so crazy. <laughs> I know. Same. I used to be able to like smoke and go to school and like do stuff. And <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Yeah. It's so funny, those shifts. And then I feel like a lame, like old person. <laughs> I know. It's so interesting. <laughs> the kind of cycles that your life takes. Yeah. And I guess tolerance to things too. It's so interesting. It's like that with, with health, I guess, too. Like food yeah. tolerant, you know, inverted commas, to, I guess, numb to processing. <laughs> I know. The thought of having them would be, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know how my body would actually react to that now <laughs> oh my gosh I know though like oh yeah we were like when I the worst is when you're road tripping somewhere and the food off of the highway is just like the worst mm-hmm. and if you didn't pack enough snacks or food you're like forced to eat a little shitty and I just die my, my stomach does not handle it well right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's interesting I just I feel like I don't want to make myself too sensitive because I know there's going to be situations where that's yeah. going to be the case. But yeah, I think that's why I really love the adaptogenic herbs because they really do just kind of create more of that robust totally yeah. system. I find, I find my digestion yeah. since having like the mushrooms and uh, I've been working a lot with ashwagandha recently and um I kind of cycle through different ones but yeah, yeah. um the mushies predominantly for the last like couple of years but totally the they're so they yeah. really healed my digestive system I feel so much less sensitive I guess um I feel like I can be a bit less like strict mm-hmm. what if you want to call it that I guess with what I'm consuming if I want to have like a glass of red wine or some like hot chips or something. Yeah. yeah I can do that and I'm not gonna I don't feel amazing but I don't die totally <laughs> yes absolutely I know I know the plants give you so much and my teacher was like okay so you you know drinking nettles gives you all of your daily vitamins and minerals but that doesn't mean go eat like shit but like if you do it's okay like you can <laughs> because you have your nettles so you know it's like mm-hmm. they give you so much too so it's like okay <laughs> on that note can you speak more about nettle because I haven't I mean I've had nettle tea before but not for a while and I'm really keeping on hearing the message to have daily nettle infusion um Ooh, yeah because I really feel like I need to keep my iron up um but I know yeah. a lot more vitamins and minerals in nettle than that but um if you could speak about some of the properties of nettle that would really help me yes. a lot of other people too especially people who are vegan uh vegetarian totally yeah oh nettles yeah uh, nettles is an adaptogen as well so it's nice um a nice adaptogen um and nettles it has that sweet salty taste uh which speaks to that it's really mineral and nutrient rich um lots of vitamins minerals enzymes 
um, I don't know if I can like list them all, but it's basically like a multivitamin that you would take, um, just loaded. Um, the sweet of nettle speaks to it's like building and it, it's building and regenerate, regenerates tissue and builds new cells. Um, balancing to the hormones, rebuilds your blood, like, yeah, gives you that iron, um, is an amazing digestive tonic and actually heals the lining of the digestive system and helps you to digest food more easily, like we were just speaking about, um, and increases circulation and helps with like sinuses and, and respiratory issues. Um, and as a nervous system tonic as really great for adrenal stress and brain focus and um, yeah and kind of gives you like that pick me up in the middle of the day too a little bit like a natural kind of like clears brain fog and, and um, clears any stress to allow you to kind of like keep going if, if midday you're like slumping a bit <laughs> um, yeah, nettles is amazing and really connected to um, the root chakra. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to buy a bag. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, do, do you think loose leaf is, like, just dried leaf is a lot better than um, powdered form? Um, I do. Yeah. I've kind of learned that, um, like any powdered herb breaking up, um, breaking up the body of the plant really like wears it down and you really only have about six months before, like you should probably not use it and it loses kind of all of its spirit and it's, um, Kind of nutrients because it, it's broken down so so finely um but yeah i i prefer like whole herbs and even with mushrooms i i buy like the actual roots of the or like chopped up mushroom instead of powders usually um mm. yeah so interesting but, i'm curious what your favorite um brands are because I think that's so hard in this day and age (laughs) you can search online and you know I think I did search online about like nettle tea but I just really didn't know what (laughs) the best brands were and I'm in Australia too so oh yeah are in the states um but I'm sure yeah through Amazon and and places like that I'm sure they would ship to Australia yeah yeah um i get all my herbs from uh, mountain rose herbs online um i don't i can't remember where they're based i think like oregon or california or something or northern california um but yeah just a really great reliable source for organic um herbs and they also have powders too and and roots and just everything um yeah I really love that and that's where my school um got all of the herbs too from and 
yeah really great you should check it out if you have it mountain rose herbs yeah Mm -hmm. i shall yeah yeah (laughs) so i'd so love to hear about your experience at spirit weavers because i've been feeling go for the last maybe three or four years and I feel like next year will be my year to go. <laughs> Yay! Oh my god! Hasn't yes. flowed yet, but I yeah, I seem to keep keep connecting with women who are very connected to that festival and go all the time and know yeah. um, Amy Maya, the um, the creator. Creatrice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it seems like I'm I'm connecting with that circle without even connecting with it. But yeah, oh, the next year's definitely your time to go <laughs> if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a beautiful gathering and community. Like just being able to be with like that many women and that energy that goes on there is so, so powerful and and also really like relaxing, like you get there and you feel just kind of like, ah, and you can like swim naked in the river with like women around and, you know, just dance under the moon and like not have to worry about anything or like the real world. It's such a, a like disconnect, but also it's such a deep connection to, to like ancestral ways and your roots and, sisterhood and it's yeah it's really beautiful and that classes are so sweet and yeah it's it's such a great great place to go and the new land in Oregon is so amazing really um I can tell how much like love they've put into developing it and and making it for the gathering it's really sweet Mm. yeah Wow. What have been some of your favorite workshops you've done? Um, I always do the cacao ceremony with Paola. She's like just amazing and I love cacao and I love sitting with her and just hearing her sing and um, her stories she tells are so beautiful. So I always love and always tell everyone like go to the cacao ceremony when you go to get the spirit readers and do it first if you can. (laughs) Because I think it's such a beautiful like heart opening um, ceremony to kind of like drop you into the gathering because it can be kind of hard to integrate in um for sure yeah for some people and what else did I do this year I did fire with the earth this year which was really cool and also really hard and I haven't like put myself in a situation like that in a long time where I had to really like push myself and push through and like push through pain (laughs) and like test my muscles like it was really hard but really beautiful to watch like fire magic happen so is that um I feel like I've seen a photo of that is that the woman who shows you how to create fires yeah 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 Miriam she teaches it oh my gosh and just watching her over the past years like start the the opening ceremony fire made me 
want to learn because it just looks so beautiful and like sensual kind of her like blowing into the moss or whatever and the fire just like starting I'm like oh my god that looks like magic mm-hmm. and then I went to the class and I was like holy shit this is so hard <laughs> like oh my god I'm sweating like I'm on my knees like using all my muscle strength and I don't have a lot in my arms at all and it was a challenge but it was really cool so you worked it out in the end yeah with some help I had to get some help on the other side from one of the fire women but it was nice it was cool I started the fire so Mm -hmm. yeah um, I just I love fire so much. Oh. You do. Yeah, um, I don't know yeah. the ceremony and ritual that I've been in. Um, mm-hmm. It's just there's always the central fire, you know, and yeah, at the beginning of the ceremony. It's just such a I, I don't know. It's just the the keeper of totally the ceremony. I think that's yeah. how to describe it, but it's just, just like watching and holding that space. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much power and fire, like so powerful. The most like favorite element is. Um, uh, I like between probably water. Yeah like earth and water <laughs> but water for sure like it's one one element I just cannot live without I have to be like near an ocean or a river or a stream or something and I crave like that connection so strongly yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I know I'm yeah. the exact same I yeah. don't think I could live even if it was the most amazing piece of land if it didn't have <laughs> A body of water, at least somewhere yeah. not too far. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think I could do it. I, need I know. The water baby. I learned that living in New York was really hard and there's like the river and you see it, but you can't go in it and you don't want to go in it. And oh my gosh, I craved like earth and water so much living there. It was really like a true test to like, what do you love and need in life? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. In those situations where you are in that environment, like that built up city environment, you really do recognize what you do need, you know, your yeah. non-negotiables really. And it totally yeah, into that space where you're like, okay, I, you know, for my health, for my sanity, I really, need these things um yeah yeah I'm curious because I've also spent a bit of time in New York and in other cities in Australia and Mm -hmm. I'm curious what you did while you were there to keep yourself feeling connected and sane I guess (laughs) yeah um I actually tried to take a lot of trips away (laughs) um which because when I would come back, I'd feel just like really renewed and like ready to be there again, because it would really wear me down a lot. Um, Yeah, I took, I tried to take some trips away, whether it was just like going home to Florida and like, just to be at the beach or like took a couple of trips upstate New York, which was really beautiful. Um, Lots of like, 
incense and plants and like energy clearing at home. And um, I would go to Maha Rose a lot. Um, it's in Brooklyn and it's such a sanctuary for people that live in New York. It's a healing center there and they do workshops and gatherings and it's such a nice place to go and feel like a smaller community and that was really helpful and I always like wanted to go to restaurants and like bars that made me feel like I wasn't in the city anymore. <laughs> I like kept kind of gravitating towards those like whether it was like a Brazilian bar or like a plant store or something like that those like little um, visits on my days off would keep me really sane and, and um, yeah lots of plants and um, oh, lots of exploring like I tried to still um, keep like finding the beauty within the chaos and explore like new neighborhoods and kind of walk around a little more. Um, I always kind of enjoyed because there's nowhere else like New York in that way, I feel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm. It took a lot. <laughs> Lots of navigating. And yeah. what, um, what drew you to New York in the first place? Yeah. Um, so I went to art school in Savannah, Georgia, called Savannah College of Art and Design. And... I majored in fashion, so afterwards, I wanted to be a stylist, and um, so I moved to New York, naturally, from school, after I had spent a summer interning there, um, and I ended up getting an internship when I graduated at Mara Hoffman, so I was like, I, I originally wanted to go to L.A., but then I got the internship with Mara Hoffman. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go there then. <laughs> and like, mm, yeah, so I, I followed her work for a long time. She seems amazing. Yeah, she's great. And yeah, even within, while I was within fashion, I was still um, kind of searching for those little, those little companies that um, were more my vibe, I guess. Um, Had some serious yeah exactly so yeah I moved there and I was interning with her and also I was assist I was assistant styling with a stylist there and also working at a surf shop I was like working like so many jobs when I first moved there and um yeah so that's what led me to New York and then after like a year in the fashion industry I was like this is not what I want at all I really didn't like it at all and it felt just so uninspiring actually um, for me at least and I remember like it hit me when I was on a shoot with this stylist and we were um, trying to pick out like what shoe the model should wear even though her feet weren't even going to be in the photo but like they took it really serious and like you know, she had to have the whole look. So it was like between these two shoes and we spent probably like 45 minutes debating which shoe she should wear. 
And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. Like, what is this? Like, who cares? And then they were also like copying other editorials that they had seen, like to a T, not just inspired by, but like literally copying head to toe. And I was just like, this is so uninspiring. Everyone's just copying everyone. No one's being original. Like, it's a waste of time. Who cares what shoes she wears? Like, Mm. this is not for me. I just kind of like hit that like frustrating point of like, okay, what, what is important in life? Like, cause this doesn't feel important, you know, at all. And so, yeah. So I was like, oh, and, um, yeah. And then kind of like, st- I stopped working, um, kind of like deep in the fashion industry and just, uh, started working at like little shops and kind of migrated more to Brooklyn and worked at um, a vintage store and did buying there and kind of um, started getting more into like the handmakers community. And while I was working at Mara has been kind of my dream for Meraki Nomad sparked. And so I started to slowly develop it um, while I was working at other little shops in Brooklyn and um, yeah. And then it kind of, grew more and I was able to just work on my own shop eventually which was really cool Mm -hmm. so it was a whole journey and I'm really grateful for New York in a lot of ways too but towards the end I was just like okay it's time to move on (laughs) like they can't give me anything else you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I would love to hear more about Meraki Nomad yeah yeah I would love to hear what the the story behind that name is too. I'm always so curious about the name. Yeah. Um, so Meraki means to do something, to put something of yourself into your work, to do whatever you're doing with soul and creativity and love, just really putting your all into whatever you're creating. Um, so I really loved that and then just combined with nomad which represents um, kind of my my um, just like nomadic spirit and always traveling and uh, working with artisans in other countries that I meet on my travels or within the states that I meet on my travels and so kind of combining the two together and yeah, the dream for Meraki Nomad began um, with really falling in love with um, handmade goods and, and the art of, of making things by hand and, and in prayer and in tradition with um, your ancestors. And um, so I really, the market section was really what I wanted all of Meraki to be and uh, my first trip to Guatemala is when I really fell in love with the artisans there and um, kind of started to grow it and then I started making the bundles the sage bundles and blessing herb bundles and um, just offering them in New York Um, and they were just so needed there and really took off. And 
I had kind of just been making them on my own while living there and really feeling like I needed sage and sweet grass and those allies with me. And um, I actually ended up bringing those to a little party that the store I was working at had and just wanted to share them with uh, the women there. And everyone was like, what are these? And didn't really know. And the woman wanted to share them at her shop and then they just kind of took off from there and other people wanted them in their shop and um, really organically kind of grew that way. And so that kind of became the center of Meraki Nomad without it really meaning to be. Um, the plants it felt had good to own, offer those. The yeah. They're in... Um... <laughs> agenda Agenda. yeah (laughs) I know and then I look back I'm thinking about it I'm like wow that was like my first really like plant world kind of thing and yeah it's really funny um and it felt good to offer offer and still does feel good to offer those plants in a sustainable and um really respectful way to the land because I know it's kind of hard to find especially with sage these days so yeah how um, did you go about sourcing I guess you just have to know the yeah right yeah lots of research when I first started out I was um buying from a wild harvester before I knew about um the, the dangers of white sage being over harvested and I think that was a little bit before it even was being over harvested um but yeah lots of research and then when when I found that out I was like oh gosh okay I need to stop and like re re figure out like what to do and if I should continue or how I should offer. And then I met this woman and she has a sage farm in California. So I started um, getting my sage from her and that felt really good to um, get from her farm. And um, yeah, and the sweet grass comes from the Cree nation in Canada on a reservation there um, from there community and the lavender comes from a farm upstate New York and the roses are always kind of local wherever I'm at um so yeah it was it definitely took some time to like get all of that in line and find those like really important resources Mm. Um, yeah lots of reaching out to people and yeah 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 Hearing you even say the word sweet grass just makes me feel. <laughs> oh, you love. Oh, sweet grass is just my favorite ever. Mm, I love that. Relationship with that plant. There's just something about the smell. Just, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I can't oh, it is, so... but it's home. Oh, I love that. I love how everyone has like their their go-to um, for smoke, for sacred smoke. Mm. It's so beautiful. And then I always, like, picture, you know, I'm picturing sweetgrass, like, next to you and, like, seeing, like, you guys. <laughs> I haven't it for a while because I, I got some, actually, when I was in the States and I went to a 
a Native American gathering, um, mm. gathering concert, and I had some there, and it did last me a while, but I, I made it last a while. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, now it's yourself. Like, yeah, that's the same thing. I would look online and and want to get some, but not know <laughs> where. And right. I think yeah, it's hard also with the smokes. You you don't really know if they're going to be as you imagine them to be or you know like you've tried from a really good source you don't know um yeah how different you know the smell and the quality can be so totally yeah and I really feel like it shows maybe the way that it was harvested or the way that that the plant was treated when when picked or in that way I find they smell different <laughs> or at least I, I think so. And I feel like that would be the case with the plant mm-hmm. and yeah. And, and when people make medicine, you can really tell if it was like in a potent way or not. And yeah, it's, sure. it's tricky. Yeah. yeah. But it sounds like, yeah, as I was hearing you speak about that whole journey, it just, it sounds like it was just guided you know, and it just flowed. And yeah, how do you feel like you continue to cultivate, I guess, that that state within yourself that allows your reality to, um, to match that and to, to bring those um, connections and visions and, and also just um, financial, you know, sustenance and, um, business expansion into your, into your world? Yeah. Um, I really just like, it's so much like surrendering and just flowing one day at a time. I'm really like not a planner at all. I don't really like, maybe I should set like larger goals for myself and my business, but I really just, go with it and and if an idea sparks or something comes I kind of sit with it for a little bit and really take my time and and start to do a little research and start to gather materials or whatever it may be and Mm. um just like every I take everything really slow and I feel like there's really no rush in in growing like I would really love my market section to be like bigger eventually and but I love to take it slow and all of the artisans that are a part of it are people that I've actually met in person Mm. and I really want to keep that I don't really want to like reach out to people that I don't know that I see I love their work I'd just rather it be a really personal friendship and um so yeah I'm taking everything really slow and um, really trusting that it will all unfold and um, financially that's probably not the smartest way to go about it um, but yeah I'm just kind of trusting and I'm, I was noticing actually yesterday I was in my studio working and I'm kind of starting to move some offerings out um, to just make more space for new things to come in. And I was noticing how I allowed them to just move out 
slowly and like yesterday I finished up the the rest of um like the arrowhead crystals that I was selling with the smudge sticks for a little bit um like I finished them all up for the last order and now they're gone and now I'm not going to make them anymore and everything it, instead of just being like I'm not making this anymore it's gone and then like being still having stuff and just allowing them to just flow out how they wish a little bit so mm-hmm. yeah doing that and then definitely lots of organization and structure with um you know just having a business and and being the only person doing everything and, and keeping everything organized and dealing with sales and finances and I'm still really learning and navigating through all of that and taxes and like actually running a real business. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I still have a lot to learn with that too. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Likewise. It's just, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So much every day really. Yeah. I resonate with everything you've said too. And um, I feel Mm -hmm. like it's, it's kind of, it's just a new way of, doing business um yeah it's a new model that we can't really you know we can look at things and receive advice from other people who have businesses but you it's so personal and Mm -hmm. and totally and it's so day by day like it changes and flows and evolves um every day so you can never you just have to keep listening that's what i kind of keep hearing and totally uh, yeah and I've spoken about this um in a few podcasts about about the businesses being their own entity really their own that have like you said with the plants their own agenda really and you're just co-creating and and sharing through that and I feel like that's what gives you the energy and the the motivation and I think the endurance too to just keep your business growing um yeah but not with that haste around it either mm-hmm. yeah and I never want to put anything out into the world that like I'm not sure of with with this rush of like so many years I've it, it's almost holiday season and I always want to like offer new things for the holidays for some reason mm-hmm. and but every year it comes around, I'm like, no, 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 it's not ready. Like, I'm not going to put it out if it's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And, but really like listening to that instead of focusing on that, like, like societal kind of rush of like holiday season, get your stuff out. You know, like I just, it doesn't feel right to me sometimes to listen right. to that. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah. God. So then it must not be right. <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah that was a hard thing actually living in New York because you're around so much um of that like really strong business oriented like push your sales like get out there you know take all the opportunities like you know sell 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 and it just was never something that felt good to me and it was hard to be around that energy because I felt like I was maybe being lazy or like I wasn't pushing myself hard enough or, or, you know, striving to like make everything better and bigger, you know, it was Mm -hmm. like that weird energy there. And 
it was cool to to surrender and be like, no, everyone's different and this is different for me and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like people are really yearning for businesses like this. There is a real growing movement happening around business with heart and integrity and um, yeah, rawness and vulnerability and, you know, not Mm. having everything look shiny perfect all the time you know that it is a living breathing organism that <laughs> right uh, yeah changing as, as we change um totally. i'm sure it happens with this you know me just redesigning the website and the <laughs> everything that you know it's just, just in constant flow um yeah shift <laughs> yeah phase that i'm in and what's needs to die and what needs to be born and yeah totally oh it's such a cool journey (laughs) I love it and I love talking with people that are on the similar journey to it like feels so good it's so good yeah yeah it's yeah it's such a beautiful thing to yeah just to have something that's so close to your heart that and kind of I just love being able to like we're doing now you know reach people across the other side of the world that that share some um, feelings and intentions and ways of walking in the world and it just gives me so much hope about the future and about um Mm. the, the kind of global community we're creating and I know yes you know these platforms could die soon I don't know Instagram or whatever might die but I feel so mm-hmm. grateful for all that it's given me and um, I know mm. it's incredible it's so beautiful to be able to connect with you and someone that's yeah so far away that maybe we wouldn't have crossed paths before or it's it's so cool and yeah i, I now that I've, I'm here in Miami, but it's not really home. And I feel like we're, we're building our home to leave and kind of, and I've been flying back and forth from LA and here, and it just feels like, okay, the whole world is your home. Like we're all at home together just because we're on a different piece of land, you know, doesn't mean that like we're, we have to be so disconnected. Like we're all here, like on earth, that's our thing. And Mm-hmm. yeah and social media is so cool to connect in that way you know it's yeah really nice yeah mm-hmm. I would really love to know I really love asking people what their daily rituals are that keep them mm-hmm. feeling connected and balanced yeah. and vibrant yeah um okay so I like to wake up and oil pull in the morning and I've really loved it now. My friend Hillary, who's in Gaia school, made um, like a plant infused oil pulling potion that she gave me and I've been loving using it, but not only because of the benefits of health, but also because it's a time to be really silent in the morning for like 30 minutes where like I live with my partner and 
Um, so when he, we're both home in the morning, it's like he's, he's up and at him and he's talking. And I really love to have quiet mornings where no one speaks. <laughs> like I love when I'm by myself in the morning and just be in silence for a little bit. So my oil pulling is kind of like, <laughs> okay, no one speaks. I can't talk. Like, let's just be quiet for a little bit. I really love that. It's like such good throat chakra medicine for the morning and for the start of the day. Um, and then I usually make a little tonic in the morning. Lately it's just been cacao, raw cacao and water and um, kind of brew it up. And then I sit and always burn something. <laughs> um, I burnt frankincense this morning, which I've really been loving. And yeah, I always do like a little smoke cleanse. And most mornings I like to sit in meditation and drum. I really love drumming and it like just takes me away. It's like a really great tool and ally for me for dropping into meditation in the mornings. So I've loved drumming and um, yeah, those are like my key little things that I like to do daily for the most part. And then things kind of switch around sometimes. And some mornings I really love to um, smoke some herbs too while I drink my coffee, or not my coffee, my tonic. <laughs> um, I've been smoking like mullein, blue lotus, damiana, um, and really enjoying that little ritual too. Um, oh, I haven't yeah. really experienced so much in smoking herbs like that. I've heard about um, smoking damiana. Um, yeah. Is, they obviously also have quite calmative effects yeah they can be really grounding for me it's really grounding and also a little bit um like freeing of the mind too um yeah and i just love the act of smoking but i don't smoke weed so i really have enjoyed learning about smoking other herbs and um kind of that ritual of breath with the herbs too I really love um yeah it's so interesting because I well as a teen smoked a lot of tobacco and mm. uh and in in recent years I guess I went through a long phase of not having it and then um last year I I just kind of would do it from time to time as more of a ritual, like obviously mm-hmm. with organic tobacco and um, only at the, you know, the times I really felt like I needed it sometimes at night, if I was outside and, you know, just looking at the moon yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I feel like I just really actually love tobacco. And I love also what you said with that ritual of smoke of the inhale and, the exhale, how grounding it is, and also just how much it can really send prayers and send intentions up and 
out to uh, yes yeah totally that's so beautiful yeah uh, yeah I obviously not that. to be abused and I I yeah I don't right I don't call myself a smoker <laughs> I think I just really have a love for that plant um, yeah I love that it's one of your allies yeah so I think so yeah. very, very grounding yeah I love that I I saw a a billboard the other day uh, near my house and um, it was like uh, something about like don't smoke tobacco you know it's like some like it was for cigarettes but like such an anti-tobacco billboard and I was like kind of so upset about it because I was like no it's not the tobacco you know it's like all the other shit they put in the cigarettes and like the people that abuse them but tobacco is such a beautiful plant and I was like wanted to just like write on the billboard or something <laughs> mm-hmm. did you learn yeah. a bit about the I guess the ancestry and the medicine of tobacco through your course we did not know mm, yeah I would love to though at spirit rivers there was a woman um who did a tobacco ceremony and I didn't go but I wouldn't I want to go next year if she's there. It sounds so beautiful. And I, yeah, I've never really, I've never really been a tobacco smoker. So mm. I'm curious about this, the plant spirit. Well, in, in Peru, they use tobacco a lot. Um, they make them a lot in the jungle, but I, I was up in the mountains and I still use them a lot in ceremony and ritual up there. And um, well, they basically put the tobacco in and then roll it in a big, tobacco leaf and they'll um they'll use it not to inhale but just to put the smoke in your mouth and use as a way of praying and also just um Mm. clearing energy also you know like you would with any other smoke um yeah the you know the people who the local people the shamans will blow the um tobacco over various parts of your body as a way of clearing your energy and grounding mm. you and yeah it's it's very I love that. Yeah. yeah yeah I did a little smoke ceremony like that not with tobacco but with other herbs and that like clearing of of smoke being blown on your body is so powerful more than uh just like burning herbs I think it just felt so different yeah, so yeah, beautiful. I love it too. Yeah, well, they're amazing. I know. <laughs> like here we go again. Somehow, like always, back on the plants. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. I feel like I've learned so much in this in this conversation because I no. think I have a lot of intuitive knowing about plants and which ones to kind of work with, but I haven't yet dove into a a proper course around it I kind of just do little bits of research yeah <laughs> learning That's perfect hearing and yeah but um thank you for yeah. all of the inspiration yeah of course yeah it's so nice to share I like just loved speaking about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so if people would like to connect with you and your offerings how can they do so um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm at Meraki underscore nomad. 
Um, also my website, MoroccanNomad.com. And yeah, I would love to speak with you if you have any other questions about plants or anything of the sorts. Um, feel free to message me or anything. <laughs> mm, do you feel like from completing this course, you will be concocting some more? plant goodies I guess to, yes. and, and does it does it qualify you as anything like herbalism wise like could you be a herbalist and do sessions yeah. in that way yes um yeah so I got a cer certificate of completion for plant spirit medicine and herbalism and um we actually did a ceremony claiming our titles and um my titles were Medicine Woman, Green Witch, and Messenger of the Earth. <laughs> and I love, yeah, I feel really um, connected to those titles and herbalist and anything. And um, yeah, I, we had to do a final project where we made something. And I made uh, this offering called snake skin and I'm going to offer it in my shop because I just felt really connected and in love with it. And after I made that, I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna, I want to make more um, medicine for people. And I love the ritual and getting into ceremony and, and making medicine with the plants is like, ah, just such a beautiful world to, to be in. And um, I also want to teach. I really feel called to share knowledge and hold workshops and hold ceremonies and just share and spread the knowledge so that people can spread it more and more. And hopefully it just takes over the medical realm of things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah happening it's in motion yeah <laughs> yeah well thanks so much it's been such Thank a beautiful you. conversation mm -hmm.